Welcome to the Vitality Radio Podcast, your source for the truth about health, wellness, and real alternatives to drugs, surgeries, and the status quo of healthcare. Here, you'll find information that empowers you to take control of your health. But it's not just about health and wellness, it's about the politics of healthcare and protecting your health freedom. Now, here's your host, Jared St. Clair. Hello and welcome to Vitality Radio. I'm your host each and every week. My name is Jared St. Clair. It's good to be with you again on another episode of Vitality Radio and the Vitality Radio podcast. I've been MIA for a little bit and I am back and I am excited to be back because this is one of my favorite things that I do and uh, I've missed it. I'm going to do things in two parts today. I've got an interview at the beginning of the show that I think is going to be very fascinating to you and I would say very helpful no matter who you are. Uh, Very universal information, but very, uh, very needed. So we're going to do a great interview uh, to start the show. And then at the end of the show, I'm going to tell a little bit about what's happened to me over the last couple of weeks. Going to get a little bit personal. Hope that's okay. Uh, you may be able to uh, tell that my voice is a little bit more, uh, I don't know, a little deeper, a little, uh, hey, I'm recovering from something. Well, that's what's happening. So we'll talk all about that uh, for the second half of the show. But at the beginning of the show, like I say, I've got a great interview. Before we get into that, I'll remind you that Vitality Radio is always brought to you by Vitality Nutrition in Bountiful, my family-owned health food store is almost 44 years old. Uh, Just here in August, we'll hit 44 years old. And that is just crazy to me because in August, I hit 49 years old myself. So unbelievable that uh, this thing's been going almost as long as I have. And we appreciate your continued support. Those of you who are within the sound of my voice are always within the sound of our help. Even if you're not near Bountiful, we're happy to help you at Vitality at 801 292 6662. That's 801-292-6662. As always, if you like what you hear, go tell somebody. Now that we're a podcast, you can put this thing anywhere that you want, throw it in a text message or an email, uh, shoot it off to your friends and family, and let's get the word out about how to take care of ourselves naturally by avoiding, while avoiding, I should say, drugs and surgeries as often as possible. That's what we talk about on Vitality Radio. And without further ado, I would like to introduce my guest. You've heard her before. Uh, it's only been about a month since she was on before. We were talking about some uh, cool things, and we got more cool stuff to talk about. Amanda Cotter is joining me again on Vitality Radio. Amanda, welcome to the show. Hey, Jared. How are you today? Well, I'm better than I was. And uh, for those who are listening who have no idea what's been going on, you'll learn all about it at the end of the show. But I'm doing great. I'm doing great. You sound great. I've got my juice here in my blender bottle. I, I've got uh, red cabbage. I've got carrots. I've got uh, all of this is or- organic, of course. Uh, apples, lemon, uh, carrots, let's see, celery, ginger, turmeric, and I know I'm missing some. Oh, and pineapple today. And it is delicious. Absolutely fantastic. I uh, was telling Amanda earlier. Uh, this week that I can't believe I got away from juicing. I used to juice a bit, never super consistently. And uh, I recently bought myself a new juicer and I haven't stopped using it for the last, I guess it's been about a week and it's such a game changer. Juicing every morning, I highly, highly recommend it. It is amazing. And I know you concur, Amanda. I am a huge fan of juicing, especially everything you've got in that juice. 
It sounds delicious. And it sounds like a health tonic to me. It really is good. It's shockingly delicious how, uh, how all that stuff melds together and just makes a beautiful recipe. So very much enjoying that. But let's jump into this topic because my experience through the years of growing up in a health food store as this little kid from the days before things like glucosamine were around and we had never heard of hyaluronic acid and we didn't even know hardly what DHEA or melatonin was. There was all these things that didn't exist. And back in, <laughs> in the old days of health food stores, it was mostly food with a little bit of supplements. We had our vitamin C and our vitamin E and a few odds and ends. And of course, we had herbs. That was the big thing that we had the most of was herbs, a lot of single herbs and some formulas, thanks to guys like Dr. Christopher uh, from back in the day. But the one thing that we had also was a little section of something called homeopathy. Now, homeopathy predates a lot of stuff. We go way back with homeopathic remedies. You are uh, someone I consider to be a home homeopathic guru, which is why I invited you on today. And so the first thing, as I was saying, back in my experience as a, as a young boy at uh, Vitality and then growing up and working through kind of learning all the stuff, you know, how to help people, how to ask, answer their questions on, you know, what to do if they got a cold and all the other stuff. Homeopathy was always something that was pretty confusing to me. I, I had a difficult time wrapping my head around it. It's based on frequencies and energy and things like that. And I think most people, uh, whenever I ask people about homeopathy, they, I think they think I'm talking about naturopathic medicine, right? Just natural medicine. Yep. They don't realize that there's actually a distinction between the two. And then when I start to explain homeopathy, say, oh, okay, I didn't know that. So let's start off <laughs> by you helping us understand what the heck homeopathy even is? <laughs> I get that question a lot. And, you know, honestly, I'm glad you brought up Dr. Christopher, because as you were telling us what is in your juice, it always reminds me of something that Dr. Christopher would say. The juice of the plant is the lifeblood of the plant. And so you're essentially drinking, if you want to look at it in sort of a symbolic form, you're drinking the blood of that plant to nourish your blood, to nourish your system. Uh homeopathy is essentially the energy of what you're consuming. And so to me, it, it fits really nicely when you're looking at how you can approach a person's health and vitality and where they're at at the, at the current moment and what they might be experiencing at the current moment. Also, things that may have happened in the past that you think are old injuries or old traumas or, or something you think you may have gotten over, but you're not quite sure you're dealt with everything that, you know, just using like, say, uh, if you've gotten a concussion, for example, and you're not sure that you've healed from that completely. Homeopathy is a wonderful method to address such things as current, acute, and chronic issues. And so... Homeopathy works in the in, under the philosophy of like cures like. Uh, that that would mm -hmm. be ooh, what, how would you how would you even think of something that like cures like? So, for example, if you're if you're retaining water, you're you're experiencing edema. Uh, you would think, oh, I better stop drinking water. I'm going to I'm adding to the problem, right? But instead what you're doing right. is you're, you're drinking water to help flush out what the issue is. 
similar where all you're doing is supporting the body, pointing it in the right direction so that the body can do what it normally or naturally would do. The body always wants to find homeostasis. It wants to find balance. It wants to heal. And not just the physical body, but also the emotional, the mental, and even the spiritual body. And of course, before you go on, uh, homeostasis, I think, is something a lot of us know the meaning of, but I want to make sure that that's clear. The homeostasis is basically just perfect balance. It's the body being as it should be, essentially, and uh, not too revved up, not too calmed down, you know, everything just in balance. And I have always talked about that through the years, that the body, its want is to be in that in that level of balance where everything is just functioning as it should be without the need for outside uh, influence, you know, whether it be even, even, you know, whether it's drugs or things like that, but even things like vitamins and minerals, optimally, we're getting as much of our nutrition as we can from our food. Our body is doing what it needs to do uh, to stay in balance. And that's what it's always trying to do. Amen to that. Exactly. Homeopathy works within that philosophy. So uh, some people may have heard the name Dr. Samuel Hahnemann. He was a German doctor and he had heard of or he had read some works from, I think his name's Paracelsus or am I saying that correctly? It's a Latin name. (laughs) And his philosophy was that uh, the medicine, the body makes the medicine essentially. And so Hahnemann took this as a sort of a challenge to say, hey, look, I can, I am in these cultures helping these people as a doctor, uh, and I'm seeing what they are using in their different cultures to treat specific issues that are common in this area. And he was working with a certain area, uh, a certain culture of people, and they were using the bark of the cinchona plant. And they, we know that as quinine. And they were using that to treat malaria. Malaria was very, and it it is, and still to this day, it's a very common ailment throughout the world, especially third world countries. And so they were using this bark to treat the fever that comes along with malaria. And it also treats a uh, digestive upset as well. And, but they were using it in a specific manner that caused Hahnemann to say, gee, you know, I wonder what would happen if I were to take this quinine or cinchona and dilute it infinitesimally to see what happens when I'm just using the energy of the plant. Instead of using the lifeblood of the plant, we're going to use the energy of the plant and see how we can treat other fevers, not just malarial fevers, but other fevers. And thus now we have a homeopathic called cinchona, or we'll also know that in common medicine or allopathic medicine as quinine. So when there, it's not prescribed that I'm aware of anymore, or maybe there are some doctors who prescribe quinine, but it actually works in a plethora of areas, especially with fever or anything, any symptom that reminds you of malaria. And so the discovery that Hahnemann made was not only does cinchona or quinine treat malaria symptoms, it also treats similar things. And so the other flip side of what he found was if you do too much cinchona or too much quinine, you take it in, say, what we would call an allopathic medicine, a therapeutic dose, you can produce those types of symptoms in a healthy person. So I'm fine. I'm healthy. I eat some cinchona bar, take it, however they were taking it then, I don't remember. 
I actually produce within myself a detox reaction. I start having digestive upset. I have a fever. I have now the symptoms of malaria without having malaria. And he realized that this is untapped, unheard of way to help the body do what it would naturally. And so a lot of people who have been in I guess immersed in more natural medicine, like you had said, will often think homeopathy is just herbal medicine. It's just naturopathic medicine, but it's actually its own form of medicine. And it, because it uses, it operates within the like cures like instead of the allopathic where uh, allopathy means to the cure does not apply to the to the symptoms something along those lines whereas with homeopathy it is like cures like or like treats like and so yeah the law of similars is yeah. also known as some people may have heard yes good because that was bringing me to my next point too some people may have heard of the doctrine of signatures which is similar thought process of when you see a specific flower or plant and you look at you look at the whole plant or what it's producing and then you take it into a lab you break it down and you find all the active constituents in that plant and you find out all the vitamins the minerals all the macros the micros that this plant contains and you look at how what it actually applies to in the human body you'll often find that that plant or what it produces looks or remind you of a body system within the human body. And so, I mean, often you'll say if you took a carrot, which we know as high in beta carotene, which is the precursor to vitamin A, which is good for your eyesight, you take that carrot and you cut it crosswise, it almost looks, it just reminds you of the iris of an eye. <laughs> it has that center for your pupil. It has the, the appearance of an iris around the pupil. Interesting how nature applies to what the human body needs and vice versa. And well, I find it also, oh, sorry. No, no go ahead. Up. That's just what Hahnemann was I find saying. it also really interesting that... Um, we have so much ancient wisdom when it comes to health and and wellness. We have thousands of years of the practice of Chinese herbal medicine and thousands of years of the practice of Ayurvedic herbal medicine from India and hundreds of years of homeopathic medicine uh, that was originally discovered and, and uh, put together essentially by Dr. Hahnemann. Now, remind me, was it the 1700s? Yes. Uh, when he made that discovery? Yeah, was, so right? we've been using it for over 200 years. <clears throat> well over 200 yeah, years. Yeah, and so, yeah, and, and, and it's interesting because it, in its infancy, it, you know, like everything else, I think took a little bit of time to get going. But what happened with... Um, with homeopathy that I find fascinating is it it quickly became the drug of choice, for lack of a better term. In fact, in most uh, countries, including the United States, it is still considered a drug, uh, which is weird uh, because, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it's totally natural and because it's uh, incredibly um, uh, dilute uh, compared to most drugs and pharmaceuticals and things like that. Yes. But it's still regulated as a drug in America. And back uh, around the turn of the century, uh, you know, the mid-1800s to early 1900s, it was 
about what we had as far as drugs. There weren't very many drugs that doctors had to work with. Uh, pharmacy as it is now is nothing like what it was then. And as we have advanced as a culture, and I'm using the word advanced maybe not uh, totally in a positive way, we've advanced away from a lot of these beautiful ancient wisdoms and uh, thought, you know, we can just keep building a bigger mousetrap, a better mousetrap. And the problem with that is with allopathic medicine, pharmaceuticals and things like that, there's always a big fat side effect associated with just about all of it, at least the potential for a side effect. And as we get more and more away from nature, I think we uh, mess around with the human body in ways that in many cases uh, we, we tend to cause more harm than good with the medicines that we are using today. So with homeopathy, <clears throat> being that it is frequency-based medicine, uh, that it has to do more with the energy of the plant, things like that, um, would you mentioned that if you were to use something like chinchona in a high dose, that it could create symptoms is our, or even, I, I don't know if you'd want to call it symptoms or side effects or whatever, but with homeopathy as it's uh, used now, what are the odds of uh, homeopathic side effects? Mm. That's a great question. I had mentioned that the remedy itself is diluted infinitesimally. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Infinitesimally. You nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when something is diluted that much, where you, you're talking one to the hundred times or more, actually more even, one to ten. One, a lot more. Yeah, yeah, a lot more. Mm -hmm. When you're talking about something that is so diluted that really what you're dealt with, what you're left with is the memory, the energy of what it used to be, your chances of side effects are infinitesimally small. <laughs> so... Uh, I personally, as practicing in homeopathy for, for many years now at this point, and I have yet to meet the person who's had a serious side effect. Now, I've, because you're dealing with not only the physical body, but also the mental and emotional bodies, there are times when people will have an emotional reaction to certain things, and just saying that from experience. And, and of course, there's always an exception to every rule, but one of the things that homeopathy Pathics are well-known and well-respected for by over 500 million people in the world, worldwide. You can use them for everyone in every stage and every state of vitality in life, as well as infants and animals. And so sometimes you'll, you'll hear comments or you'll read comments, especially on the internet. You want to go read all the comments on the internet. You can find everybody's mm -hmm. opinion. <laughs> Uh, but one thing nobody can really explain is how, if this is just energy-based and perhaps a placebo, like a lot of people would like to imagine it is, then how and why does it work so well with animals? So this is one thing that if, if you want some great reading, look up Dr. Rich, Richard Pitcairn, P-I-T-C-A-I-R-N. He's a homeopathic veterinarian who I've trained with. Brilliant man. You can find him on Facebook if you're interested to read some of his stuff, but he has some books. And he speaks on the amazing experiences that homeopaths or just even 
animal lovers and owners and farmers have experienced using such a gentle medicine with their animals. We're talking one dose of something that's diluted to where it's just energy working so well that you have seen an actual cure. Now, we cannot say cure in this realm, right? We can say treat, we can say uh, support, (laughs) but we can't say cure. Mm -hmm. But these animal owners will say, you know, that my horse was unable to chew. And, you know, when you've got this horse, it needs to eat constantly to stay alive. And because of the injury in its mouth, unable to chew, they give it one dose of a specific homeopathic remedy and they see an almost instantaneous improvement. You have to wonder, what is this wonderful, uh, what's the what's the causal chain? <laughs> what's this wonderful action that's happening right now? And seeing an improvement to where they don't have to give another dose. Uh, same with infants. If this was placebo-based, you would not expect an animal or a baby to have a great reaction to something. And so belladonna is one that you may have heard people using for babies who are teething. And recently, probably in the last five years, the FDA cracked down on belladonna because, well, in my opinion, because it works. (laughs) But because there were some questions, right? When you eat the deadly nightshade, plant, which is belladonna, when you eat that, you're going to probably die at some point, but uh, you will have all these symptoms and one of them is seizures. Not too many years ago, there was a little, there was a couple of claims that some babies were having seizures and the only thing that the FDA could point to was that the parent had given the child a belladonna. Belladonna is great for teething pain the swelling in the gums, the just the overall mood that the baby's in. It's, a, it's one that you use for hot, swollen pain. And so they pointed towards something like belladonna because if you were to look at it in its natural state, it could be a danger. Once it's diluted, there's actually no material left in it. And so people were very concerned at the time. Well, in my experience, and... Uh, fellow homeopaths, we've never seen such a reaction in a person or a baby or an animal because of the fact that it's so diluted and it's, which in itself actually makes it safe. So that child could eat an entire bottle of belladonna and you wouldn't have to call poison control. (laughs) You'd be fine. Yeah. One of the old one of the old stories that you hear all the time about homeopathy is kids getting a hold of it because they come in, most of the homeopathic remedies come in like little sugar pellets, yes. essentially. And they taste good. They taste like sugar. And, um, th- you know, parents calling poison control and saying, oh, my <laughs> daughter ate a whole tube of Arnica or, you know, whatever. <laughs> and, and poison control routinely says, don't worry about right. it. This isn't going to hurt them. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, so the, so the homeopathic medicine itself is diluted to the point where, in most cases anyway, there's no actual plant left. It is just the frequency. That does sound like a placebo to a lot of it people. It does. One of the things that I've always pointed out to people, though, is exactly what you said. The animals and babies don't lie. They don't understand the placebo effect, so how can they have one? My uh, neighbors had a little uh, a little dog, uh, Jack Russell. There are, you know, wild, what's the word, hyper dogs anyway, right? Yes, I had one. Um, <laughs> they are hyper. <laughs> yeah. And 4th of July coming up here, 
Fourth uh, of July would fry this poor dog's brain. You know, he just couldn't handle it. He would just about chew through the fence and all these other things. And my neighbor said, hey, you know, is there anything that you can do for our dog, you know, when these fireworks are going off? And I said, you know, honestly, this is years ago, probably 20 years ago now. And uh, I said, honestly, I'm not really sure, but there is one remedy uh, that's, you know, safe for pets that could help. And it's called Rescue Remedy. And it's actually a flower essence. It's related to homeopathy, not exactly the same thing. And she, I, I said, let's just give it a shot. And they gave it a shot. And this dog was calm because uh, it was the, tw- the 4th of July when they asked me, the 24th of July when they used it again. And they said, no problem at all. Dog was calm. Everything was relaxed. And I'm telling you, this dog didn't know he'd been given a remedy uh, that would help uh, calm his nervous system. But it absolutely did the job. And I've heard you know, a hundred stories about rescue remedy since then, uh, with animals and, and children and, and also adults. And I will say that homeopathy does seem to have a, a uniquely powerful impact on kids. I think to some degree, because their body is uh, a little less polluted. Uh, they've been here a little less long and don't have as much crap in the way. And maybe their mind is a little more open uh, as well uh, versus uh, some of us adults that think we know everything. So anyway, we've talked a lot about the history. I'm going to throw one more thing out there, and then Amanda's going to tell us some of her top homeopathic remedies and why you want to have them on hand. So the one last thing that I'll say, I had the great pleasure prior to COVID mania of traveling throughout Europe. I've been to uh, something like 13 countries um, over in that area, including all the way down to Egypt and, and uh, uh, Jerusalem, uh, places like that as well. And one thing, because I'm a freaking nerd, for lack of a better term, when it comes to herbs and vitamins and things, <laughs> is I always try and find a health food store if I can. And what's interesting is what I found is that health food stores are harder to find over there, really significantly harder to find. And part of the reason is that all the pharmacies – have health food stuff in them. Uh, that's happened over here to some degree now. There's a lot more vitamins and herbs and things in a CVS or a Walgreens. But the thing that I always found fascinating is that every pharmacy had a complete homeopathic section uh, in the pharmacy. Now, that's not something that you typically see here in America. And the pharmacists are well-versed on homeopathic remedies and how to use them, just like they're, they know how to use the allopathic remedies. And it was such a refreshing thing to know that I could be in a country where even though I couldn't find a health food store, I could always find homeopathy if I ever needed it. So it's still well-respected and well-used throughout the world, especially in Europe, where, of course, it originated with Dr. Hahnemann in Germany. Um, Really, really fascinating stuff. So let's talk about these remedies, Amanda. What would you say is the – and I'm not going to pin you down on a number (laughs) one, but just start listing off a couple of your favorite remedies, what they're used for, and why you think people should have them on. I'm so glad you didn't expect me to choose a favorite because that's like trying to pick a child. You just don't do certain certain things. And, I, you know, I really – even though you have a favorite, you don't want people to know. About oh, okay. It, I well, I guess we can give you that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad you mentioned that the around the world that it's you can find homeopathy everywhere. You and I live in Utah, and the first hospitals here in Utah were all homeopathic and herbal. 
So it's a very interesting little side note for anybody who's interested in Utah history. If I were to choose some remedies that I often go to for everything, so for myself, my husband, my kids, and I have seven grandsons, so we do have a need for nice, easy to administer, plus very safe, effective, and very gentle medicine in my world. Arnica is number one. If I had to pick something I go to the most often, that's for, it's well known for things like bumps, bruises, soft tissue damage. So how many times do your kids slam their finger in the door or smack their head? I actually have a friend who tells me a story. He was playing with his grandkids out on the driveway went to back up to catch a ball, tripped over himself and hit his head on the cement. He immediately, yeah, he immediately went into the house, gave himself 200C Arnica and did that every 10 to 15 minutes for about an hour. No pain, no swelling, no residual, nothing that would indicate brain damage as far as like a concussion. So Arnica, keep it on hand, 30C or 200C and... You can find those two dilutions pretty easily. And Arnica would, I think, pretty much easily be the number one yeah. homeopathic uh, remedy that's used. Uh, and, and I think it, for obvious reasons, bumps and bruises. I mean, who doesn't deal with that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it does also, I want to mention, come topically. It's very, very yes. effective uh, topically as a gel or a cream or an ointment. And I will mention one other thing that I find really fascinating not often, but through the years, I don't know, seems like three, four times a year, I'll have somebody come in who says, I'm getting ready to have some surgery. And my doctor told me to get some Arnica, mm. which is really cool. Uh, first off, that an MD would mm. do that. And the interesting <laughs> thing that I found is most of the time it's facial surgery. Uh, it's people that are having a, a facelift or, you know, they're having their eyes done or whatever, those types of cosmetic surgeries. And they'll recommend Arnica, and I've had multiple different patients tell me that they have recovered faster from this procedure they had than they ever did the procedure before, that their doctors have said routinely, if you use the Arnica, uh, right, you know, post-surgery, that it reduces the swelling, it reduces the bruising, it reduces the scarring, all the other stuff. So uh, very interesting remedy. Wow, that's fascinating. I did not know that about facial surgery. And that is definitely interesting because it makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? If it's going to work for soft tissue. It it adds up. Wow. Okay. Good to know. The next one I would have on hand is Hypericum. Hypericum is homeopathic St. John's wort. So some people know St. John's wort when you're using it in an herbal form as something that helps with mood. You'll also hear Mm -hmm. it used for pain. Well, interestingly enough, when you're using it in a homeopathic form, it's for nerve pain. So, I mean, often when you think about mood, maybe your nervous system is overstimulated or understimulated, however you want to look at it. Uh, So Hypericum is known to help any shocking pain. So dental pain, uh, say, like even for example, I know a person who's an electrician, who had some old nervous system disruption from being electrocuted. Not bad enough to cause anything that needed serious surgery, but enough to feel like, oh, you know, I just feel like my nervous system's sometimes on fire. I feel like there's this electrical pulse going through. That is when you know it's hypericum because it's known for that shocking pain. So that's why it works great for dental work. Anytime you've had any pain in your teeth, it's good to go. 
the, ne awesome. the next one I would recommend to have on hand is aconite. Aconite is another plant remedy. So these three ones that I'm giving you here are remedies that are made directly from plants. And aconite is, when you look at the plant itself, it's such a fascinating, I love that plant. It's just beautiful to look at. It's meant for shock. So if you've ever been in a car accident or you've come up onto a car accident, I've had this happen once to me. I saw, it was just a minor like fender bender, but the person who had run into the other person was in a bit of shock. Jumped out of the car, ran around, didn't know what to do, very confused. Uh, luckily, I was there and I was able to give her, well, I asked, of course, I didn't just say, hey, take this, <laughs> but I asked, hey, can I just give you this? It tastes great. It's a little sugar palette. It'll make you feel calmer. Rescue Remedy would be another one right there in that same realm. Yeah, so sure. if you didn't have Rescue Remedy for your dog, you could use Aconite, the same idea. Uh, so shock, shock to your system, shock to your mental state. Shock of, you know, oh, I lost my job. Those, it's amazing what I, what homeopathy can do. So aconite, good to go. Uh, cool. Let's talk a little bit about things that are current right now. So we're in the middle of summer and in Utah, we've had some really great warm weather and we're all outside enjoying the sun. And my husband went to Crystal Hot Springs, if anybody knows where that's at in Utah, and didn't have any shade. And he came home with a, you know, a little bit of a sunburn. <laughs> so I mm -hmm. uh, gave him a few doses of 30C cantharis. Cantharis is, that's actually uh, well known for burns of every kind, especially sunburns. It's also well known if you're a person like myself who's dealt with UTIs or urinary tract infections, that burning pain that you get, mm -hmm. cantharis is the remedy that most homeopaths recommend. It depends on the person, of course, and how chronic it is as to what dilution you're going to get. Cantharis is great for burns. Uh, and then- Very cool. Let's let's do one more. Okay. We have time for one more. Fine. If you're going to make me choose. <laughs> we were going to do a top 10. We're going to hit five. Okay. We're going to do a to be continued. I promise. Fine. We're going to keep doing it. <laughs> All right. Well, then let's just jump to Nux. Nux Vomica. It's the upset stomach remedy. It's the one where you've had a little too much to drink. You've had a little much too, too much to eat. Or you've eaten something that's upset your digestive system. Uh, it also helps with, say, like the mentality of, oh, I just can't stomach this anymore. It's making me, oh, I just, what's going on? It's just making me so sick to my stomach. It's really great for those types of issues. And so I would hit, I would make sure to have those ones, as well as I mentioned Belladonna earlier. Apis was one I was going to mention. That's great for bee stings. We're in summer again. You just can't go without Apis when you have kids or, you know, for yourself. Uh, cocculus is great for the motion sickness that you get when you're either in the car or out on the boat. And then arsenicum, of course, for anything that's related to, you're not sure if you've been in contact with uh, any kind of poison. And I really do love to throw in just a couple more. Ferrifos, Ferrifos for fevers and Ignatia for grief. So All I had right. to throw in a couple oh. more. <laughs> and we do have to take like one minute and talk about that side of it, because one of the beauties of homeopathy in my book, uh, maybe the greatest thing about homeopathy in my book is that it does also help to treat the mental state. Yes. yes. And that is not always easily done. And you can do it with homeopathy, homeopathy very safely and experiment freely and 
and you know try different things to see what works for you. But for emotional releasing and and calming uh, the emotional state, homeopathic remedies are fantastic. So let's let let's do Ignatia really quick. Oh, Talk great! About Thank you. Specifically, why someone would use that one? <laughs> oh. We're giving you one more minute, Amanda. Make it good. Love you so much. <laughs> I mean, I guess if if a person wanted to learn more, I would suggest you go to familyhomeopathycare.com. This is my mentor, my good friends, Dr. Silla Whatcott. Uh, she is training me currently so I can be certified nationally. So I'm super excited about that. And go to her website and find out more. But uh, Ignatia, it's another one that I have in my house, in my car, in my to-go bag. So it is known for grief. And it's the kind that's not just, you know, I feel uh, my my dog died. It's It's almost as though it helps with past past grief as well things that you might have gone through in childhood so things that are current things that are acute i'm very sad right now i'm i'm broken hearted over something but also things that have happened in your past one of the big keynotes that we call these uh, indicators that a remedy might be good for someone is for first off if they do a lot of sighing so if that person comes to you and they're like well, let me tell you what happened or there's just, you know, there's some bad things that I've gone through or they give you that, oh, just, just almost like this exhausted feeling. That's Ignatia. Ignatia is great for feeling exhausted, whether it's a physical thing or a mental thing. Sometimes it's hard to differentiate between those two. Maybe it's both. For sure. Maybe that exhaustion yeah. is right to your core. I would recommend Ignatia. So I have a close friend who had used it recently and said that it helped break some bad news to some family members. So she felt a lot more solid and calm as she broke the bad news to family members. So I can't say enough great things. I'm glad you let me have that little bit of... (laughs) Okay, now I'm going to put you on the spot. Oh, dear. people listening have heard all the names of these remedies. And uh, if they're like most of the people that I hear from on Vitality Radio. Uh, they didn't get a chance to jot them all down. Some of the names are hmm. weird, a little tough to uh, to uh, write. Oftentimes, uh, homeopathy is Latin or, you know, things that are, are, are difficult for uh, people to wrap their tongues around, let alone figure out how to spell. So at Vitality Nutrition, we, of course, have a, a homeopathic sec- section. We have all of these things. But if you heard about some specific remedies on this show, and you're interested in learning more, um, what I'm going to ask you, Amanda, is would you mind, for our listeners listening today, just a quick little sheet where you where you type out the ones that we've talked about and the quick, you know, brief why somebody might use them, and we'll have that as a handout that we can either email as a PDF or you can come in and pick up at Vitality. Would that be something you'd be willing to do for us? Oh, I'd love to. I actually have something like that that I do. I, I make these little kits emergency kits and I have something just like that already. So awesome. yes, I, I have a feeling to. you might have something on hand. So, okay. <laughs> yes. Amazing. So you can pick that up for free at Vitality. Um, it, once you've heard this show, we'll have it there as a handout. And if you're not in the area and you'd like it sent as a, a PDF, just call us at 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. Give us your email address and we will send it over. This is part one of homeopathy with a 
Amanda Cotter. We'll definitely do a part two soon. <laughs> thank Amanda, you. Amanda, <laughs> thank you so much for yes. joining me again. And then one other thing I will mention too, for those of you who didn't hear Amanda the first time, she is now doing uh, biofeedback or bioenergetic testing at Vitality, which is based on the same principles as homeopathy, uh, where we're looking at frequencies uh, and trying to find where the imbalances are inside the body, uh, everything from deficiencies to toxicity that needs to be moved out of the body. It's a really, really comprehensive and uh, gentle way to look at what's going on inside your body, particularly if you're struggling with something that you really just don't quite understand what's happening. Uh, maybe you've had the blood tests and you've done the things and you haven't, you, you know, everything, everybody says everything's fine, but you know, not everything's fine. And you're looking for a little bit more support there. That's something that Amanda now offers at Vitality. It's called bioenergetic testing. And uh, it's, it's a uh, really, really fantastic thing. If you're interested in more information on that, that's another one you can call us at Vitality. 801-292-6662. And Amanda, we've gone way too long. So I'm going to let you go. Thank you so much for joining me again on Vitality Radio. Thank you, Jared. It's been amazing. Okay, we're going to cut to a quick break. When I come back, I'm going to tell you my life story over the last three weeks. Uh, don't worry, it's only three weeks, not my whole life. And uh, we made sure that I don't have a whole lot of time to do it. So uh, we'll do that when we come back. I'm Jared St. Clair, and this is Vitality Radio. After decades of helping people with their nutritional supplement needs, I have observed something that seems almost universal. People seem to have a lot of products that they have experimented with. Some might have been recommended by a blogger online, others from a magazine article, and yet another by a friend or family member. Information is coming at us at a rapid pace nowadays, and everyone has an opinion. The problem is that there is only one really big wild card in health and nutrition, and that wild card is you. I know you've heard the infomercials, seen the ads, or talked to that neighbor who has that cure-all product that can do it all for your health. The problem is, that supplement doesn't exist. What's right for your neighbor isn't always right for you. At Vitality Nutrition, we've been asking the right questions for years. What I mean by this is, we don't just sell supplements, we consult with our clients and ask them the key questions needed to make sure we match the right supplement to the right person. If you feel better about a team approach to your health, give us a call and one of our well-educated Vitality team members will answer your questions and help you find just what it is that you need to address your health concerns naturally. You can reach us at 801-292-6662, that's 801-292-6662, or drop us an email, info at vitalityradiopod.com. That's info at vitalityradiopod.com. Hello and welcome back to Vitality Radio. I am your host each and every week. I hope you enjoyed the conversation with Amanda Cotter. She's such a wealth of information, especially when it comes to homeopathy. And remember to come by Vitality Nutrition and Bountiful or give us a call and we'll email you out that uh, sheet that talks about all of her favorite homeopathic remedies and why she uses them, that sort of thing. So I'd uh, love for you to take advantage of that new knowledge. I want to remind you that Vitality Radio is always brought to you by Vitality Nutrition in Bountiful. We're planning some exciting stuff for our 44th birthday in the next month or so, and you'll hear more about that on future episodes. And also remember to share this show. If you like what you hear on Vitality Radio, 
go tell somebody, share it with them, and let's build this audience of like-minded people who just want optimal health and the information you need to obtain it. And that brings me to my next um, my next section. I talked about it uh, during my conversation with Amanda. I've only got about uh, 12 or 13 minutes to do it here. And so I'm just going to jump into it. <clears throat> Everybody gets sick sometimes. I remember as a young father when I read an article by this amazing naturopathic doctor that changed my whole view on illness. Now, for the life of me, as I was preparing for today's show, I could not find that article. But basically what he talked about was that illness in our body is really the most critical component of building natural immunity. Now, we're talking 25, well, 23, 24 years ago when I first had my first baby. But as I had these children and they got sick with, you know, croup or strep or uh, ear infections or you name it, one of the things that was very frustrating to me as a much less um, wise father, I guess, hopefully than I am now, was that why were my kids getting sick? Why did they have to go through these three and four and five and six day, uh, you know, journeys of illness when I had all the stuff, I had the herbs, I had all the stuff that could help. And, and sometimes it just didn't get them better. It just took time. Time was what they needed. And what I recognized then, finally, is that that is how our bodies are designed to gain immunity, through that acquired immune system of coming into contact with things that uh, are foreign to us, that upset our systems, and that our bodies have to fight off and uh, build up strength against. And that disinfecting everything, which I did not do, uh, to my credit, I knew better than that, but disinfecting everything and running to the doctor for an antibiotic every time that something like that happened was not the approach that you would ever want to take because our bodies need the exposure to these things so that they can build themselves back up stronger and better than ever before. So as I recognized that, I didn't mind so much when my children got sick. Obviously, I did what I needed to do to keep them as comfortable as I could, but I recognized that they just simply needed that in their lives if they were going to be healthy and strong functioning adults. So I figured that out as a father. It made me feel better about myself as a guy who sells herbs and vitamins and all this kind of stuff and uh, claims to know that I can help you feel better when you don't feel well, which in most cases I can. I have a lot of answers and a lot of information, but sometimes we just need to get sick. <clears throat> and I recognized that that had to happen to me about three weeks ago. So we're, uh, it'll be almost exactly three weeks when this show airs on Saturday. And I'm recording it on Wednesday. So about two and a half weeks now, 18, 19 days since I first started feeling sick. And I started feeling sick. This illness was massive fatigue. That was the first symptom. I didn't have any other symptoms other than I was just absolutely exhausted and lethargic and had no desire to do anything but lay around the house. Couldn't figure out what was going on. By 8 o'clock at night, I was so tired, I couldn't even keep my eyes open anymore. Went to bed, and on Monday morning, I just started feeling all the stuff. Aches and pains and cough and sore throat and you name it. All, all the you know typical cold-type symptoms, that kind of stuff. People have asked me, uh, hey, was it COVID? And I say, I don't know. I don't know if it's COVID. I didn't go get tested. I uh, 
first off, don't think those tests are accurate. And second, I was sick. I just wanted to get better. And I didn't really care what it was that I was sick with. So I basically stayed home and took all the stuff. I know all the stuff. And I've been recommending all the stuff, especially since this whole COVID thing went crazy. And I've helped a lot of people get better, probably quicker than they would have gotten without all the stuff that I recommended, which is great. But in my case, I just couldn't seem to make a dent at all. I took all the things and I took care of myself. I slept like 12 hours a day. And it seemed like this thing just rotated from symptom to symptom to symptom. And every time I thought I was feeling a little bit better in the morning, by afternoon, I felt like garbage again. It was really, really challenging. It was the most challenging illness that I've ever had. Through the entire thing, the thing that was the most debilitating was the fatigue. I just felt so heavy and so tired and so exhausted. And it didn't seem to matter what I did or how much I slept or any of those things. So <clears throat> on day 14 of this thing, I still hadn't turned the corner, but I felt like maybe I was on the verge of turning the corner. And I was in the bathroom and I looked into the mirror and I was looking at a version of myself that's now 15 pounds lighter. I lost 15 pounds in 14 days. And I asked myself a simple question. What am I supposed to be learning from this? And then I went on a journey. Not so much a journey where I traveled anywhere. I stayed inside my house. But a really, really interesting journey. I've lived here in my parents' old house. After my mother passed away, I bought it from the family trust. And I've lived here for about two years, almost exactly two years, actually. And I've put off one thing for all of that two years, and that was going through a bunch of the boxes that were left of my mom and dad's stuff. And I, for whatever reason, got inspired when I was looking in the mirror, asking myself that question as to what I needed to learn. And that's what I felt inspired to do. So I started digging through all this stuff. And frankly, some of it, a lot of it was junk, but a lot of it was pretty awesome stuff. I found old pictures of my kids that we had given to my parents for Christmas presents throughout the years. I found uh, tickets to uh, musicals that I'd gone to with my mother. And I found tickets to things that we'd done overseas where we'd gone to Egypt and Israel and uh, these these wonderful trips that uh, my ex and I took my mother on after my father passed away. And I found all these memories and memories that I don't have, that I had no recollection of, that were not my memories, uh, letters that had been written from my grandfather to his parents when he was in the military, uh, letters that were written from my mother when she was on a cruise in Alaska 20 years ago, all kinds of stuff. And it was a trip down memory lane. It was very emotional. I cried a lot. I laughed a lot, actually. I saw some awesome things. I even found pictures that I had meant to hang up on my wall of my kids that I had yet to do. And so I did that. And it was a process. I was still really wiped out. Every effort that I made felt like 10 times what the normal effort would be to you know, lift a box or sort through some papers. I had to sit down and catch my breath multiple times. It was really, really wild. But why am I sharing all of this with you? 
it's not because I want to explain to you how I got better. I didn't get better because of vitamins and minerals and herbs. It certainly doesn't change the way I feel about vitamins and minerals and herbs, which have gotten me out of these messes lots of times over the years. But that's not what happened this time. I needed to be ill. I needed to lose my health to learn some things. And as I sorted through my family memories, I learned a whole bunch of stuff. And one of the things that I learned was just how vital my health really is to me. Now, I'm a guy who has always known better, but hasn't always done better when it comes to taking care of my health. I eat more organically than most people do. I, it, uh, what's the word, avoid a lot of the toxic foods that people don't even know are toxic maybe. And, you know, things like artificial colors and things like that. I do a lot of things right when it comes to my health. And I know the answers to most of these things when it comes to health and wellness. And yet I neglect my body in so many ways from my level of activity, which is better than some, but not nearly as much as it ought to be, to uh, the sugar that I put in my mouth. I've talked about it on Vitality Radio so many times in the past that sugar has been my nemesis. And I laugh about it and I joke about it, but I really fight with it. It's been a, a true uh, addiction of mine throughout my life. And I recognize that I'm healthier than I probably should be based on just the fact that I've got all this knowledge and I'm able to take care of myself in ways that maybe some other people don't have the answers to be able to do. And yet I'm not nearly as vital as I want to be. I have never been as vital as I want to be. And I'm sick of that cycle. And that's what I learned. I learned the value of health and wellness when I didn't have it. And I felt so sick. And certainly people have been sicker than me. But feeling like I wanted to die, laying in the bed, not being able to do anything for 14 days was an absolute eye-opener for me once I was willing to open my eyes. Have you noticed in your life <clears throat> that every so often things just kind of burn down. You know, maybe a relationship goes south. I certainly noticed this when I got divorced. And you see the opportunity, I, at least I hope you do. I've always tried to see the opportunity at the same time as I'm looking at the threat and trying to figure out which, you know, which way am I going to go with this. And what I recognized with divorce is that I needed to cling to my children and love them and be the very best father that I could be, even if they weren't in the house with me at all times. And it changed my world. And I believe it's changed theirs. And our relationship is better than it's ever been. But things had to burn down first. At least that's how it happened in my life. And this time, my health had to burn down. It was like that forest, you know, every once in a while, the forest just has to have that fire that ravages it so that new growth can come up. And I'm telling you that I am seeing new growth in places that I did not expect to see it after coming out of two weeks of, oh my gosh, I think I'm going to freaking die because that's how I felt. And day 15, everything started to shift. Once I learned my lesson, it changed things. And day 16 was better than that. And day 17 was better than that. And day 18 was better than that. And so on. And here I am on day 19 talking to you about it. And I've run out of time to share any more than I already have other than to say that I'm going to be 50 in a year. 
And I am 100% convinced through the commitments that I've made through learning from my illness that I will be healthier and more fit and more strong at 50 than I ever was at 40, probably than I ever was at 30. And I cannot wait to see that transformation in my health. So the last thing I want to leave you with is simply this. When the challenges come, it may not be illness. In my case, it certainly was but it could be just about anything else. Ask yourself that question. I think there's real power in it. What am I supposed to learn from this? And listen for the answer. It's changed my life in dramatic ways, and I wanted to share it with you. Next time you hear from me, I don't think I'll have any of this congestion left, and I should be feeling like a million bucks because I'm taking care of myself on a level that I never have before. I sure appreciate you listening to me on Vitality Radio. I hope you love it. If you have questions, give us a call, 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. Thank you so very, very much for taking this journey with me through learning about health and wellness and wisdom as we go on Vitality Radio. I'm Jared St. Clair, and this is my favorite show. Vitality Radio. You've been listening to the Vitality Radio Podcast. Enjoy your week. In the meantime, Jared will be feverishly searching for the latest nutrition info to educate you on and wading into mounds of propaganda to help steer you through it. Vitality Radio is researched and written by Jared St. Clair. Produced by Elizabeth Joy Windham with very limited help from Jared. Our awesome music is by Brian Bob Young. Support Vitality Radio by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or your favorite podcast source. Don't forget to follow us at Vitality Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please let us know your thoughts about this episode by using the hashtag Vitality Radio Podcast. And if you like what you hear, Go tell somebody with a share, a screenshot, or an airdrop. Thank you. Hello, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Vitality Radio. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast has not been evaluated by the FDA. This podcast is provided with the understanding that the information shared is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This podcast is not a substitute for professional care by a medical professional. Thank you.